The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above Rise all. up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked triumph? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on, what day is today? Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> All my days run together here. And yes, the screen is a little dark for those of you who are on the video platforms. Got some kind of problem with the lighting. I'm going to be manipulating some of this around here, hopefully today. I hope. Uh, and get some stuff a little bit better than what it is. Anyway, with that said, if you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyMedia.com and SonsofLibertyRadio.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio, you can head over to SonsofLibertyMedia.com, scroll down on the right side of the page, and you'll see that we're going live on the bottom section there on one of the platforms that we're streaming to. We're on SonsofLibertyMedia.com, uh, BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page, DLive.TV at The Sons of Liberty. We're also on Rumble, streaming live there, Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Be sure to subscribe to the channel. 
Um, <clears throat> when you search for it, you have to change it from videos to channel and then put Sons of Liberty Radio Live, all one word, and you'll find us right there. Be sure to subscribe. We appreciate your support in that as well. And then <clears throat> on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, if you want to blow that up, click on the icon that we're on uh, there for the social media platform. Join us in the chat. We've got a lot of friends in there this morning, and uh, good to see all of you guys in there. Yeah, you want to, you want me to say it, don't you? Recently. I, I guess I could do that. I just, you know, I don't want to interrupt it. When the guy's doing it perfectly, <laughs> don't want to interrupt it. In fact, one morning, maybe tomorrow morning, um, I may play that little clip from the Vernon John story. Uh, just so you understand where it's coming from. And, uh, yeah, you'll get a kick out of seeing that because, uh, yeah, if you, you guys who have not seen the Vernon John story, you need to watch it. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. Right above where we're streaming live is Bradley's show from yesterday. You can click on to see that till 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. And then he's live right there in this little section on the right at sonsoflibertymedia.com. Be sure to subscribe to the newsletter. We don't rent your email, sell it, or spam it. One email a day, including the morning show archive. Be sure to do that. And then if you agree with our message, <clears throat> excuse me, we've got a donate button above at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com. Click on that. We never ask you for money. We just say, hey, if you want to help meet the needs that we have, then here's the way you do it. There's a donate button. You can also partner with us as a son or daughter of liberty. And uh, that is also at the top of the page. And then our store is available as well, and that button is at the top, top of the page. This week, we're highlighting Bradley's The Prayer That Rocked the Capitol DVD. Now, this is uh, a lot of uh, information, the actual prayer that he gave at the Minnesota House session uh, there at the Minnesota uh, State House in 2011. And as a result of that, just literally within you know an hour or so, 2,000 media outlets across the country had picked it up, and they were just going after him. Remember, this is the time where Bradley was going into the public schools telling the kids what their teachers weren't teaching them. Constitution, Christian heritage, speaking out on issues like abortion, uh, sodomy, lesbianism, uh, you know, how they're being manipulated, teaching them, uh, you know, through the D.A.R.E. program to do to, to actually go and get involved in drug use and things of this nature. So anyway, uh, if you want to pick that up, we're having a special on that through Saturday at midnight when you use promo code ROCK, R-O-C-K, in the store, you'll get 10% off the DVD. So if you've been waiting to get that, now's the time to do it. You got through Saturday at midnight, you get the 10% off, all right? Okay, so um, one thing I want to do before I bring your guest on is yesterday, and it's been making the rounds you guys have some of you guys probably have seen it. I know I sent it to a few of you guys. Some of you seen it on my Facebook page, and it's in a lot of the Telegram groups. I know. Is do you guys remember the the Miss California from two thousand nine? It doesn't seem like it's been that long ago, but uh, Carrie Bowler showed up at her school board, and um, this is it uh, at Incinitus, I believe is how you pronounce it. In San Diego, she showed up there with her husband. They got a child in the school there. And I like the way she said things. She did not ask the school board to take masks off her kids. She just simply said, we're done asking you for permission. There's no more masks. And by the way, here's what you can do. 
And uh, so I want to play that real quickly. It's only a couple of minutes, and then I'm going to bring Thanos on in just a moment. Listen to what uh, Miss Bowler has to say here. I think you'll you'll be encouraged, and hopefully the sound's going to be loud enough for everybody to hear it. If not, turn it up as far as you can. Good evening. Um, my name is Carrie Bowler. You see my shirt. It says Mama, and I'm a mama bear. And I know there's a lot of mama bears here tonight, and no one's going to mess with our cubs. That's right. So you know. Um, I'm a resident of Encinitas, born and raised San Diegan, and tonight I'm simply here to tell you to unmask our children. We're done begging. In fact, we're done asking for permission. That's right. We are going to be unmasking our children today. That's right. The pandemic is over. The parents are done. We're done asking you, public servants, for permission. We are done. You can all wear your masks. In fact, you can wear two masks and three masks. You can wear gloves. You can have plexiglass. You can do whatever you need to do to keep you safe. But we, the parents, believe we have a choice for our children. And I don't know who you think you are, that you think that you have more of a say than us, the parents, Mm -hmm. and our doctors. Mm -hmm. I don't know who any of you think you are. I really don't. It ends today. That's right. We are declaring our freedom tonight. We do not consent to the lies, fear-mongering, and abuse. You all know it's abuse. Come on, Mama Bear. This is tyrannical leadership, Mm. poor leadership. Mm. None of you are willing to stand up for our children. This is why we are all here tonight, because we're fed up. We're done asking permission. We're done playing games. The pandemic is over. We are done. It's about to get better. Andre, we're done. See the chairs that you're sitting in? We own those chairs. Mm -hmm. See these lights? We pay for the lights, Mm -hmm. not you. And I want to let you know, Emily, you're up in 2022. Greg, you're up in 2022. Marla, you're up in 2022. And Jody, you're up in 2024. I know that myself, I would love to run for school board. Me too. And I know many, many mothers. Woo! We're not going to replace all of you. So I'm going to promise you tonight that I will campaign against you. I will, I will fundraise against you. And I will make sure that none of you ever serve in a public space ever again. That's right. The time is... <laughs> and there she goes. And, I, you know, that's the way you got to do it. She is their employer, not their employee, and she's telling them this is how it's going to be. It's it. This is, this is the kind of speech that needs to be given at these school boards. It's the kind of speech that needs to be given at county councils, city councils, at state legislatures. Forget D.C. D.C. is corrupt. If you're expecting D.C. to investigate itself and actually bring you know, justice on itself, leave it alone. Deal with your local stuff. That's where you're going to see the success. And here's this chick right here. You know, She got in trouble because she answered the question about marriage because they wanted her to go with the LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ stuff. She answered the question to say, you know, I believe marriage is between a man and a woman. She caught all kinds of flack over that. Hadn't really heard anything from her. And then I saw the video yesterday, and I said, oh, I like what she's saying. I didn't even know who it was. I am trying to find out, and then all of a sudden, this is Miss California. <laughs> Miss California. In any case, I wanted to encourage you with that. People are doing this all over the country. They're doing it all over. They've had enough of it. They don't buy the narrative. Even though she says the pandemic is over, it never began. That was all a bunch of nonsense. And, by the way, that's a great interlude into... Our guest this morning, uh, Thanos has been with us before, and uh, it was a great interview, and he has taken a real big stand down there in Australia. You know, New World Order Australia. Uh, he's taken a big stand down there, 
and he suffered a lot for it. In fact, I think the last time that we spoke to you, Fanos, we uh, y- you were in a situation where you were having to be very, very careful about what you were doing because, man, they had their sights on you. You guys were about to have a freedom rally. We saw you know what had transpired in the days after that, uh, bringing in the, the, the cops on the horses and things to attack the people. And over some, over the invisible boogeyman, that's the 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 convids now. The convid nineteen eighty four is the new invisible boogeyman by which government usurps its authority to exercise tyrannical power over the people. And with that said, I want to welcome back to the Sons of Liberty, uh, Thanos, our our friend from Australia. How are you doing? I get to call you. How are you doing, mate? <laughs> Tim, how you going, mate? Thank you very much for having me on. Absolutely. Um, Going everybody in there in the uh, United States. Um, yeah, it's from when we spoke last, Tim, um, to now, the everything we spoke about and everything we warned about has had has invent, has eventuated, and if anything, it's gotten worse. It, the, the rules have become a lot more ridiculous, and the powers have become a lot more ridiculous. And yeah, you're right. So. Last time you spoke to me, I was arrested and I was given bail conditions where I couldn't speak about certain things. Um, those bail conditions have been lifted um, to some degree, but in order to speak out against the, in terms of uh, speaking out for people to protest or whatever else, I'm basically bound by something which is uh, you are to follow the chief health officer directives, which is basically a standard that you could fly a jumbo jet through that I need to follow. Um, and basically now since then, uh, I believe almost six to seven influences, um, just in my state have been arrested and given the same bail conditions. Okay. Yeah. I know they were, they were keeping you from even taking, I think our, the show that you and I did and even putting that out, uh, there on your social media and things like that. And you know, it's, it has gotten bad, but it's all, you know, Thanos, you know, they, they use that old phrase, it's darkest before the dawn kind of thing. And, you know, I got to tell you, the other week, the people of Australia were just, they were just beautiful, man. I, 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 did, a, um, I did an article, this was on the 21st of August, I don't remember what day that was. I don't know if that was on the Saturday that happened or, or what it was, but video after video just people in the streets and of course the agents of the state see this is where the people who have this mentality that these that these cops on the street here are there for their protection it comes real clear when they start attacking the people in the name of i don't know breathing without something over your face it becomes clear who the enemies are then we had the guys pull out the guns on people to shoot them with rubber bullets. We saw several people injured severely because this was happening within an area of maybe 10 feet or so. Um, These guys, this is why they wanted to disarm you guys so they can easily control you. Because I got to tell you, I I asked the question as I go down through some of these videos I'm showing on the video platform here. One of the things that caught my eye, Thanos, was... This image, uh, and this, these were videos where they were pepper spraying a 12-year-old child and then having a daughter ripped away from the arms of her father. Her father was beaten down by these little criminal thugs, and she was taken off to get a shot. But this shot right here, Bondi Beach, you know, they're saying over a million people were there. 
I want to ask a question. You guys in Australia still have shovels and rakes and pitchforks and stuff, don't you? <laughs> I don't um that shot. I don't know if that's actually Bondi Beach. Okay. Well, I was told it was. But maybe it's okay. not. Okay. Um no, no, because I saw it and I'm like, surely if a million people rocked up to Bondi Beach, we would have had more um there would have been more exposure than that and surely we would have heard about it in terms of you know, through the movement. Um, that's why I, I don't know. I, I might be wrong, um, Tim, in saying that, but I'm not sure whether that bottom okay. photo about Bondi Beach is actually accurate or not. But you guys um, have had, had a lot of people out. You guys yes, have had a lot yes, of people. Yes, we have. We had 100,000 come out to Sydney. Um, you know, I, I believe it was, uh, you know, twenty or 30,000 in Melbourne. Um, the people are starting to come out, Tim, but not to the – not to the level it should be at this point, considering we're basically repli- replicating any dictatorship before the government completely oppressed its people. And to, to think it's happening in, in Australia, um, of all places, is just, it's frightening, number one. And um, it's concerning, if anything, to be living here right now. Um, and the very people that were, have sworn an oath to protect. They're not doing any protecting. They are a glorified Gestapo. That's all they are. I'm sorry. I put on, I put on the, um, the, I changed the channel here and I was trying to bring up this guy. He's kind of, you're saying they become tyrannical. Uh, This guy, um, you probably have seen him. He's kind of a Benny Hill lookalike. And, let me let me play just so people understand what you're talking about. This is a this is a, again a Benny Hill lookalike. He's a guy with New South Wales, um, you know the the Freemasonry kind of police squad. There, listen to what he says. I don't want to get your comments on it because I want to know is this happening all over Australia or not? Check out what this guy has to say. Australian Defence Force and New South Wales Police working together uh, on the back of contact tracing information. Uh, Went to a home in southwest Sydney uh, yesterday morning and found a person uh, that should be there, wasn't there. They made a number of inquiries uh, and not that long after that person returned to the front of the house in a motor vehicle. Uh, That person was spoken to by police and ADF, was issued a penalty infringement notice, uh, stated that he'd uh, hopped in his car and went out for uh, some fresh air uh, and hadn't uh, been anywhere else. But the point is... That if you are going to behave like this, uh, yesterday over 2,300 uh, houses visited. If you're going to behave like this, if you're going to step outside the health orders, um, you will be checked on uh, and you will uh, get an infringement notice and that person will continue to be checked on and make sure that they comply. There was another incident. Okay. Yeah. All right. There he is. What What do you make of that? And it, I mean, is this is this the kind of tyranny you're talking about? I mean, the guy goes out for fresh air, and we've got to change that quote unquote behavior. What is that about? They these people basically what they've done is they've taken the public health emergency and turned it into an excuse to just go against any human right people have to completely contradict their own laws and not work, work within the confines of the laws that their, that their legislation states they're meant to work through. Um, and basically they can they just do whatever they want and they go, guys, it's an emergency, we have to do it, right? I know this isn't, I know people don't like this, 
but it's an emergency. There's people's lives at risk. And I'm like, well, yeah, okay, there's people's lives at risk. We've got more people dying this con- in this country of suicide and the vaccine than we do of, of this so-called virus. And the, the news hasn't spoken about it and the media hasn't spoken about it. Not at all, right? So they say it's about deaths and they say it's about the, the people, but we know it's not about the people because think about the amount of people that are being injured with these vaccines every day. And that's just the ones that are being reported. So it's the they have how can I say this? They have suited the agenda. Um, they have suited the argument of this public health act in any way in order to further the agenda, which is basically just an excuse to um, you know to control people, take away their privacy, and introduce a new world order where you don't have rights and you're monitored like cattle. And sooner or later, you're moving towards you know. Revelation 13, 16, and pretty soon we won't be able to buy or eat anything. Well, yeah, and this is this is part of the thing. And I, I point people to, you know, I have a, a particular view of Revelation that I think is historical in the, in the Christian church. And that is this thing comes up over and over and over because men don't learn. They don't learn to obey God. And so if they don't, if they're not going to uh, be ruled by God, then as one of our forefathers said, they're going to be ruled by the bayonet. In other words, they're going to they're either submit to God or they're going to submit to tyranny. It's one or the other. And you guys are in kind of that position. We're in that position in America, just not to the extent that you guys are. And I've got plenty of video, and I'm going to have the links up in the archive later this morning, where Australian TV was saying last year, you know, the New World Order is going to be rolled out. Um, and this was on, on your local news there. I think it was Sky News. And I've got one from Seven News where they're saying the same thing. They're talking about the the new we're going to institute the new world order. I think one of the uh, health ministers there, the guy who was on there recently, who got so ticked off that uh, you know he was being questioned for the what was that a hundred and something students that were accidentally 120. yeah hundred twenty students that were accidentally injected, and he goes. Get on with it. It was a mistake. Get over it. Move on. Blah, 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 blah. Well, if, you know, if this had been his kid, I wonder if he'd have took the same approach. It was William Pitt the Younger that said, you were talking about emergency, who said necessity is the plea for every infringement of human freedom. It is the argument of tyrants. It is the creed of slaves. So when the tyrant comes out and says, we, we have a national emergency like Donald Trump did last year, Joe Biden continues it this year. Uh, and then you have all these governors who do it up under there. They they don't they're not seeking to protect you from the invisible boogeyman. They're seeking to usurp authority to keep you down to get power and control and money, whatever the case may be. And I think you're seeing it firsthand down there. Can you give us some examples beyond what we had in the last time that you've seen take place there in Australia? Yes. Yeah, so in terms of authoritarian control. Um, firstly, let's start with police intimidation. So the last time I checked, a police officer will um, come to your house when you have committed an offence, not because they believe you may commit an offence. This isn't the minority report, right, where you come and you intimidate people at 8 o'clock at night or 9 o'clock at night not to rock up to a protest the next day and giving people letters from, that are signed by the chief uh, commissioner of police in this state not to attend the protests. Or, um, you know, another example is going to alternative media and telling them not to 
uh, attend protests. Otherwise, they will be uh, given an infringement. And then when this, when the alternative media say, well, have you given one of these to Channel 9, Channel 10? Have you given one of these to Sky News, ABC? I've, I've got a media pass. I'm registered as media in this country. Why, are, why am I not being treated like all the other media? So the police are intimidating the media. The police are intimidating people going to these protests. The medical system in this country is intimidating doctors if they speak out against any, with any type of um, opinion towards these vaccines, uh, towards what's happening with with COVID-19, they'll lose their license. Anyone who would speak out in any way will be attacked, vilified and and demonised. And if anyone's, you know, in any type of respectable job within the government, they will lose their job. Um, The police have gone to an all-new level of just, violence and and intimidation and basically to be a police officer in australia at the moment especially victoria and new south wales is um actually i'll just say all of australia at the moment is a narcissist dream where they can come to work you know beat people up um and you know they've got their anonymity there because they all have to wear masks now right um yeah, the, the list goes on, Tim. To be honest, the list goes on with with what I've witnessed. We, we are we are no better than any other country that's been, you know, had a dictatorship take over, and we essentially are a dictatorship because the chief health officer is the one who puts out the restrictions, and the police are the army. So basically, we've got one chief health officer who could be you know, coerced or blackmailed or whatever by anybody, bribed by anybody. We don't know who's pulling their strings, who basically dictates to the, to 26 million people now how they're going to live. Now we've gotten to the point that the parents, um, they're coming after the kids. They're, you know, they're saying children can't go back to school unless they're vaccinated for something that's still experimental to the year 2023. We've got health ministers, ministers like that, that guy, Brad Hazard, May, may God have mercy on his soul, um, you know, talk, turning around and say, oh, yeah, all the people need to get over it. It's 120 kids that got vaccinated. That's fine. Uh, 24,000 kids that have been vaccinated, um, that they took to stadiums and mass vaccinated them. Like stuff you hear, in, we're basically in a science fiction film. Fanos, let me let me ask you this. Speaking of that that situation, and Hazard was his name. I I I, I thought that was kind of fitting that his last name is Hazard. Um, yeah, but that stadium issue where there's twenty something thousand kids, they're vaccinating them. I I listened to the story of a mother who had taken her son there. They wouldn't let the mother go in. They the son had to go in by himself. Then she gets the the word. After the fact that this guy had had that her son had had some kind of reaction uh, to that, they had taken him to the hospital, and it was some time before she was even told. She's out in the car waiting, and then from what I understand, there's been at least three kids that have died after taking that shot. Yeah. So basically, yeah, you're talking about two hours later, Tim. Um, so the story goes: apparently, she was in the car park. Her child had a severe adverse reaction. We're talking within moments after having the vaccine because apparently the story goes they'd go to the stadium, they'd have a vaccine, and they'd be they'd be sat down and they'd have to sit there for 15 minutes um, and be observed. And after that 15-minute observation period, then they'd be allowed to leave. This kid didn't last that 15-minute observation period. Apparently he's collapsed. 
being taken to hospital and his mother didn't find out until he was at the hospital and he'd been there for like, you know, a little, a little amount of time. So they didn't go to this, go out to the car park and tell the mum. And this isn't an isolated incident either. I've heard it from a lot of people that had heard about things there. Two kids had collapsed there. They said, don't film. Uh, no one's to know about this. Um, you know, the level of protection that's going on in terms of this vaccine, you know, if you were to go to a food, a burger joint, and just one person felt, you know, incredibly ill of food poisoning, even though they serve, you know, how, you know, 30,000 customers a week, that burger joint would be shut down yep. until an investigation's done, right? If, or, you know, if you have a toy that a kid chokes on or whatever else, even if you sold 5 million of those toys, if one child had choked on that toy, they would recall all the toys and shut that line down until they figure out how that happened. But it seems with these vaccines, which are, which are backed by pharmaceutical money and lobbying, right, it doesn't matter what happens. The, the doctors are basically mandated to make sure it's anything but the vaccine. And the, the, the people that actually go through these, these unfortunate, um, you know, experiences with their children or whatnot or their loved ones, they're made to keep quiet as well. So, yeah, that from, from the grapevine, what I heard was that um, the, uh, the child had had a severe allergic reaction, he'd gone to hospital, and, um, yeah, the mother didn't find out until a couple of hours later or something. Something ridiculous. And, uh, uh, mate, to be honest, between you and I, I am beside myself at what's going on in this country at the moment. Well, I know you are. And, you know, I watched your video. That's why I told you, I said, I said, yeah, let's bring you back on. We'll talk. And you were really upset at everything that was going on. Uh, we got to control our language kind of thing. And, and this is why I tell uh-huh. people. Yeah, I, I understand that. But, but Fanna, let me ask you, how old are you? I'm 39. I just had my birthday. A well, you don't look yet. 39. You still look like you're a baby, like you're in your 20s, man, or something. Anyway, the, the point, thanks, thanks. the point is that I tell people is, <clears throat> The, the younger generations, they're looking for purpose. And, the, you know, I got to tell you, the church is supposed to provide that purpose, that we're to glorify God, we're to enjoy Him in all things. And you've got the right direction that you're pointed in. <clears throat> and I think that you, have, you still have that youthful zeal and things, and you're, you're wondering, what can I do? And you guys are looking at protests, you're looking at putting in information, there's got to be a way to where you guys can do things locally to band together instead of, you know, always being separate and dispersed to deal with the tyranny together in your local area. This is some of the stuff that I'm kind of promoting here in the United States is counties, not the federal government and really not the state, but you can deal with the state to a certain extent, but but the counties, you know, where you're where you're in your neighborhoods and stuff. Are you guys building that up locally together to kind of look out for one another? That if these uh you know if Benny Hill and his uh his his team of squadron here show up at your place, do you have a way that you can get in touch with people? Like I think the last time we talked there was the lady who was arrested in her pajamas just because she had promoted the what was that the freedom rally that you guys were going to do. Do you have any way where you guys can come in together to stand up against that? You know those, um, the the coppers who are coming there to impose their tyranny. Do you have any way that you can stand up together against those people? 
It's interesting you should say that, Tim, because uh, today there was a little bit of a um, a meeting. Um, uh, there were multiple people at all different um, councils. Uh, I think you guys would call them your county houses. We call it the council, right? Like your local shires. Um, and we all across the state, this happened all across the country. And I went to my one and there wasn't many people there. There was probably about 15 people there. But I said, you know what? Let's not waste this. So I created a, a signal group and I added them all to this signal group. And then all they need to do to add anyone else they trust into the signal group is just give them the QR code. So we actually, I actually did that today. And it's interesting you should say that because I think that's the next step. It's creating these small little groups that, have, that aren't on social media that the police and stuff can't look at, right? And it's completely private. Um, so it is something that's that's happening. There is community growing. But at the same time, Tim, these people that have formulated this virus, it's it's diabolically, it's genius, and it's diabolical genius, I call it, because they've been able to isolate people. They've taken away the ability for people to congregate in town halls and 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 become and create groups. Everyone's you know locked on their own in their homes. Um so the way this thing works and you know the terms you can't go, you can't even gather it's not about it's not protesting that's illegal in their eyes it's you can't gather they go hey you guys are free to protest you just can't gather which is diabolically brilliant because these these people that are doing this that have formulated this plot this luciferian blood bloodline right now that's that's in the final phase of implementing a world takeover and enslaving god's children right now in this moment, that the, to use a virus to do it is brilliant because everything that would have been arbitrary, like bashing protesters, locking people in the home, taking away people um, and not giving them a chance to, you know, have legal representation to be held without a warrant, entering homes without a warrant, all that stuff. If there was no virus around, that would be completely arbitrary and the people would be outraged. But now because you've got this virus, they are able to do all these things, and not only do the people not argue and have outrage, the ones you can't see what's really going on, they they support it. So yeah, now more than ever, it, it, it is imperative that a community is the community is built. Um, and it's funny you should say that because that's exactly what we've you know what I decided, especially today when I saw those people. That's what needs to happen. Amen. Amen. Now, one of the things, and let me get your perspective on this, because again, you're in a, you're on the other side of the world, so to speak, from me. And, you know, we have made mention here at the Sons of Liberty, Amos 6, 3. Here's what it says. It says, ye that put far away the evil day. In other words, you don't deal with the crimes and the tyrannies that's going on in your midst. You cause the seed of violence to come near. You're one of those guys who can say, hey, we didn't deal with the tyrants over, what, 20, 30 years here in Australia, and this is what we're doing. The violence is at our, literally at our door. And what if you, if you could, if you could kind of help us see from your perspective, you're 39, in your lifetime, you grew up under a, a system to where they were already taking guns, they had already, you know, banned Banned weapons for them. I, I think you guys still allow certain weapons, but it's really hard to get a hold of a gun there. 
And I'm sure there are people who have them who are waiting to the very last minute to use them because I've talked with people in the UK, uh, people from the English Defense League, who tell me that that's the case. They have guns, they're ready to use them, but they have to wait till the absolute last opportunity to do it because when they use them, they're going to either go to jail or they're going to lose their guns or whatever the case may be. Can you give us some kind of perspective from your standpoint as a 39-year-old man What's happened in your life that you've seen this grow exponentially here over, especially over the last year? Because you were one of the guys they came to on the television. You were straight up with them. Yeah, I believe it's a hoax. I believe they're blowing this way out of proportion of what it is, and it was to implement the the tyranny there. Can you kind of give us a perspective of what your life has been there in Australia and how that's – I mean, has this just all of a sudden come about for you uh, you know, you and your people there in the past 18 months or so, or has this been a steadily growing thing that you've seen over the years? So interesting. You should talk about the, the guns. That was one thing I was actually going to bring up that I believe that's why they targeted Australia to really go hard with enforcing this new world order um, beta test. We'll call it right. Um, I honestly believe right now, because they have, they have disarmed Australia, right? And yes, in order to get a firearm, you need to go through uh, a serious testing. Um, And you're only allowed to, I think you're only allowed to have uh, sporting rifles, like, um, you know, a a sporting rifle, um, so you can shoot game. Um, Handgun is uh, only, you have to have a club permit, I believe it is. Um, but no semi-automatic weapons. So, you know, you, not like you guys, you can, you can go buy an AR-15 or whatever else and all these different, um, there's only a limited selection of guns. And even now, that funny that you say that, the, the police said if you attend the protest and you are seen at one of these protests, we'll take you, we will take your gun license away from you. So it's interesting you should say that because that's exactly what's, what, what happened, which is the next step. Now, me personally, up until this point, I noticed that we didn't have, we had our guns taken away, right? And it, you know, it might seem like a an okay thing in terms of okay, well, you know, mass murder, mass massacres, or whatever else. Um, but who knows? Half the massacres that are probably formed happened in probably happened in America were probably formulated by those guys anyway. Oh, they were. Um, you know, just to just to create this. Um, how can I say it, to create this public opinion against guns to disarm the people, right? Um, so I've always known about the, the, new, world, the new World Order and the, the Illuminati or whatever you want to call them, the Freemasons, the Jesuits, whatever you want to call them, right, whatever umbrella you look at them under, um, the Luciferians. And I've always known that this was going to happen. Um, so when all this has, has had come about, all it did was open my eyes even more um, to what was things that I'd already looked at. But the guns thing, I never really looked at until when I saw all this stuff happening. And then I looked into it, and the guy who, who did the massacre in Port Arthur, the guy did apparently did 17 headshots of people that were running around. And this guy was apparently a non-trained guy. It was just a lunatic who got a, got a hold of a semi-automatic <laughs> right. rifle. Right. And I'm like, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. He was able to shoot like perfect headshots, right? Apparently, and apparently there was witnesses that say that um, there were multiple, the, the, the guns were being fired from multiple angles. 
Um, and what that did, that massacre, it created this need to take away people's guns. And I was about to say that to you, Tim. I was going to say, I don't believe the United States is going through to the level that, that Australia is going through because they, you guys are still heavily armed That's in that right. country as, as civilians. Here we're not. Well, Fanos, I, I think this is <clears throat> this is part of the depop shot plan is to thin the herd. They're trying to push it on their military. They're trying to push it on the population. I think the I think the vast majority of let me put it this way, the vast majority of thinking people, it doesn't matter your political stripe, they realize kind of what's going on. They get a they get a general broad brush view of that as to what's going on. And they're arming up. I mean, Donald Trump, this is kind of an interesting thing. Under Donald Trump, he bec- he took over for Barack Hussein Obama Satora Sabarka, the usurper in the White House. He took over for him as the biggest gun salesman because as soon as he said, we're going to take the guns first and give you due process later, everybody started, the, the, the gun sales went through the roof because they saw him for what he was. And some people still haven't seen it. They're still under their idolatry for Donald Trump. But... <clears throat> You're exactly right. The people can show their teeth, if it, as it were, because under our Constitution, the people are the government. We, the people, establish this. And <clears throat> we're the ones to enforce it, not the federal government. We're to enforce it. In fact, Article 1, Section 8, Clause 15 of our Constitution provides that the militia are the ones who enforce the law, repel invasions, and put down insurrections. That's the people. That's not a standing army. That's the people. So we have a little bit difference you know, between us and, and you guys, but I kind of want to ask about that. The big thing is today, I think it is, there's a lot of truckers in Australia, and I'm sure you've probably got your ear to the ground, you've got some friends in that movement as well, who say they're going to go on strike uh, against this. Now, the question I have to you in being there. I think it's good that they're going to put some pressure on because if you can't get goods to people and everything, that's going to shut down everything. But at the same time, I think that's part of these guys' plan. They've already thought ahead and they think, well, if these guys shut it down, that just opens up the door for the people to be more dependent upon government. We're going to have to give out food and we're going to have to do this and the other. What's what's your uh, what's your idea on this uh, on this trucker strike? Yeah, so I'm in uh, two worlds about the truckers' strike. Um, you 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 make a very good point in terms of, well, is this creating a food shortage? Well, what I'd say to that to that is the only ones who it's creating a food shortage for are the ones who are still asleep to this whole thing and haven't prepared for it, because all the people that are fully awake and uh, you know understand the lie, have already started preparing for these things. Um, at the end of the day, they're they're striking because of the fact that they want them to vaccinate to be able to enter through borders. And the truck is like, no, well, we've had enough. Um, So to answer your question, I am in two worlds about it. Yes, it does create a food shortage. But if we want to be totally honest, if these guys want to create a food shortage, I don't think they'd use the trucks to do it. I think they'll create a media... They'll create um, a huge, you know, campaign with the media of concern that our livestock has contracted some type of disease. Um, so the chickens, the, the cow, the, the the cows, right? Um, the main meat supply will be one of the first things to be hit um, with some type of uh, disease, and the government will order, you know, you know, billions of tons of 
you know, meat or whatever else to be destroyed. Um, and basically that's where it would start. And then, you know, who knows the next thing they, they'd go after the wheat crops and say, there's a disease with the wheat crops and we need to destroy those. Um, so yeah, I'm in two worlds about it, but the guys that are doing it, they're just average Joe's. Yeah. So could it be a problem reaction solution that they're, that they're running exactly like they've been running with this pandemic? Yeah. Uh, there is, a there is a possibility of that. Yes, definitely. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, <clears throat> I see the good and the bad in it. I see good intentions, but oftentimes the people, when they get corralled and they get pressed into these things, they, they react and they're not thinking through, okay, what are my actions going to produce? Are they going to produce what I really want? Or am I really falling into the trap they're setting for me, even though I have good intentions with what I'm wanting to do? So I, I brought that up. You may be familiar with G Singh, uh, Gertrin uh, Singh out of uh, uh, England, and uh, he's the Sikh guy. We've had him on the show a couple of times, and he was talking about being all over Asia and China and Africa and seeing how they were destroying the food to create a man-made famine. And I wonder if, uh, you know, when you're saying some of this, I wonder, are you seeing any kind of thing like that in Australia? Because from what I understand, you know, we're coming into the fall and the and the winter. By the way, uh, just so people know, every morning I get up and I've told people, I get up, I open up the um, browser to set up, um, you know, stuff for Rumble to send out and, and all the other video platforms. And I'm I'm constantly, Thanos, I'm seeing daily people who are quote-unquote celebrities, they have some kind of star status, which there's a sm- that's only a small number of people across the planet. And I'm constantly seeing, you know, yesterday we had Ed Asner, and I know some of these people are older, I get it, but they're also people who would be prone to take the shot, and they're dying, and then we're not told why they're dying. You know, it's it's un, we don't really know. And I got this one this morning. Uh, this kid, I don't even know who he is. He's a child YouTuber. Um, stole the heart of the internet at 12 years old. He dies, and of course, he was dealing with some digestive issues or uh, degenerative disease um, that prevented him from performing certain movements. But he's 12 years old, and we're not told why he died. This is the latest one, and there's like two others. I didn't bring those up, but there's two others. Are you guys seeing this among the quota? And I'm I'm not trying to make much of celebrities. What I'm saying is they're a small group. So when you start seeing them, usually when you see celebrities die in our culture, they come in like twos or threes, like within a week. But here we're seeing it almost on a daily basis. Are you guys seeing that with prominent people in your culture that you're finding they're dying and then they're not telling you why they die. They can be 20s, 30s, 40s. They can be up to 80s or whatever. Are you seeing any of that happening in Australia as well? Um, I can't really think of anybody, to be honest. We've had – I really can't think of any high-profile person in Australia who's died because um, if it had, it would be, you know, it would definitely be in my memory. That was one of my arguments about all this stuff in the beginning. I'm like, if this thing's super deadly, how come I haven't seen one proper personality die? I think I think there was a rugby player possibly died. Okay. But they said that it was a heart attack. They said it was a heart attack. They didn't say it was uh they you know, they're not gonna admit it was the vaccine. Yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, I, to be honest, I none come to mind. 
okay, well, I'm asking, and I'm not saying they are dying from the vaccine or from the shot. I, I won't even call it a vaccine. It's not that. It, oh, it yeah, is yeah, yeah, defined yeah. as a medical device. But but I'm just kind of curious because I've never seen, and Bradley and I were talking about this before, I've never seen the amount of people in the United States who have a quote-unquote celebrity status dying off so fast and so many of them being young. Um, you know, I would say, you know, in their 50s and down are young to me because I'm 50, <laughs> but uh, I'm 52. But I would say they're, they're, you know, they're fairly young. They're not, their health is not in a in a terrible state or something like that. And then all of a sudden they're dead. And the, in every single one of the stories, they say the cause of death is unknown. Every one of them. And it's incredible to me that that's going on. Let me ask you this question, too, and you may have some insight there um, in Australia. How is the church, and when I say the church, I'm not talking about, you know, the guys who are on television telling you, hey, if you give me a a seed faith offering of $10,000, I'll give you the sweat off my, you know, whatever kind of thing and that kind of stuff. I'm talking about people who really preach the Word of God. What is the church like down there in Australia? Are they going along with this? Because I got this thing the other day from this quote-unquote pastor. He's a hireling. He's out for people's money, and he's probably out for sexual favors behind the scene, if you if you want to know the truth. That's Second Peter chapter 2, folks. He, he's telling people, you're not welcome to come worship with us if you haven't been vaxxed, if you're not wearing a mask, if you're not staying six feet apart, if you're under uh, 11 years old, you need to stay at home, enjoy our worship, blah, 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 blah. What, what's the church like down there? Have you had any uh, real pastors come forth, any real men of God come forth and say, you know what, we're going to meet, it, we're not going to listen to you because the state has no authority over the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. What are you seeing down there as far as the church? Are there any churches that are taking stands down there in Australia? Yeah, so in terms of the churches, um, there have been a couple of people that have come forward and spoken out. Um, but yeah, many have basically followed the the directives and See, this is the thing about this whole situation, man. That is my greatest thorn in my foot, I could say, in terms of how I feel about this whole situation. It's the fact that the churches of all those that should have been fighting for by now aren't standing up. And I, I think the um, it was on the news that 60 people were uh, attended a unlawful gathering at a church. This is how they put it, um, selfishly. Um, so yeah, there, there have been a couple of churches that have tried to run. Uh, there is a pastor in Melbourne who's actually been arrested. Um, and what's his name? Uh, for, Do you know his name? Uh, pastor Paul Felder, I believe it is. Okay. I, I, I can find out for you. Yeah. Um, I'm just curious. He's, he's, he, he was arrested. I believe he's actually, they, they'd put him in jail and they've held him in jail without bail. Um, because he defended his church. Um, so, yeah, th- has there been much of a resistance from those people? Yeah, it's there is a selective few, but there is, the vast majority of them are actually just, you know, towing the line and um, doing what the government says. We actually went to a, a, um, a baptism for, um, you know, my stepbrother's daughter. And the priest was asking, you know, where's your, where's your um, mask or whatever else? And I'm like, mate, this is a house of God. I'm not wearing a mask. Amen. Right? Amen. 
I'm not wearing a mask. And my um my auntie said, you know, if you expect me to put on a mask in in I thought this was the house of God. If you expect me to put on a mask, who do you work for? Right? Come on, that's right. And I'm um, something along something along those lines. And the priest goes, No, it's okay, you can keep your masks off. He goes, just don't take any photos and put them online <laughs> or whatever else. Yeah, because because the, the, the police had come and actually, you know, give him a heart. There's no respect him. Like the police come and arrest arrest, you know, priests. They're arresting pastors and priests and you know, whatever other religious stand you're gonna have that are representative imams or whatever, shakes it. Mosques or whatever else, if they're not following the rules, they come and arrest them. They come and give people hard times. They're finding people at churches for attending a church. Um, so, yeah, it's there isn't enough resistance to that in terms of from the religious standpoint. And this is once again, Tim, it's it's using that the it's the virus, right? It's and I, I said this to my dad. I said, you know, you know, how, I said to my father, I go, you know how you were at war. I said, at least when you were at war, you knew who your enemy was. Yep. And your your community all you knew all, all knew that you were at war. And all of your neighbors were all in the same stance at the enemy. This enemy. Some people can see the enemy, some can't. And the very enemy that is is coming to destroy our lives. We're trying to warn our fellow neighbor about the enemy, and we are being attacked for trying to warn people. And I said to my father, I said to my dad, I go, dad, you know what? As hard as it would be to be in war, at least my fellow brethren, my my brothers and my sisters around me would all be in the same stance in terms of who we're dealing with. This is much worse because you can't see the enemy and only a select few can. Well, Fanos, I think it's because a lot of the, the warfare that's taking place now is not conventional warfare. It's psychological. And that's being controlled by the Mockingbird media there in Australia, just as much as it is here in the States. I want to end with this note, um, and I've, I've quoted it many times, but I, I don't believe that in a doom and gloom. I don't think you do either. That's why you're mad. That's why you're fighting as best you can. Uh, but we've got to change the narrative. And the Bible says that we are to be the the, the pillars of truth, uh, we're the ones to to put out the truth because we're to be the ones who follow the truth, the Lord Jesus, because he says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And here's what the Bible says, Isaiah 59, 19. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. And my friend God is using you and people like you there in Australia, just like he's using people around the world, to stand up against the flood of the enemy. And the enemy are the tyrants and their pawns, the ones to be used there. And I want to encourage you, keep standing fast. The show's always open. The platform's open for you to come back and update us and uh, any support that you need. Guys, Bradley will be on at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. And, uh, Fanos, I'll say bye to you after this. We'll be back with you right into the core Wednesday. Tomorrow, see ya.